morning i praise god for this opportunity as i was sitting here i was thinking uh, i've been here quite some time ago when last time when i came here joseph was shorter than me i was wondering who is this young man <laughs> only when he turned towards me i realized it's joseph uh, well it's a christmas day and one of my early mem- memories of uh, christmas is when i used to go to my mother's house during christmas vacation and it was in trichur and uh, my grandmother uh, during that that week of christmas she does something very strange in the night she will go and lock the gate otherwise she doesn't do that only during christmas week she locks the gate the reason being no carol group should come inside No wonder I had to ask Charles, is it okay to speak from this passage in a brethren assembly? I was really scared. <laughs> But anyway, I understand. The passage is in the Bible, so though we are brethren, we can't avoid it. It's written by the Holy Spirit for a purpose. The first thing that we understand from this passage is Luke is a historian. many people try to disprove that those who are honest in looking at this passage and history they came up with the conclusion that luke is a historian and he is writing the truth we read about emperors we read about governors we read about incidents that or practices that started during the spirit taking senses we read this about these people in world history so many people think that it could be a myth whenever we talk of religion it's a myth that's the understanding people have but let me tell you this is history every word of this of this passage is true we read of an emperor caesar augustus probably the most powerful man in the world at that time and uh, in proverbs 21 we read the heart of a king is like the stream of water in the heart of god probably he is the, the most powerful person in the world but this degree is by god god made him do that so don't uh, worry too much about the demonetization even that's by god okay it's by god god make kings to do certain things to fulfill his purpose but the problem is we also read of two people in this passage mary and joseph and uh, they are not ordinary people by no means they are not ordinary people look at them one day joseph was engaged to his uh, would be wife mary and those who are engaged and those who are waiting for their marriage they will understand this you know, a lot of dreams plans for married life and honeymoon and all that stuff but at that time he heard this most disturbing news his fiance is pregnant 
that's not a pleasant situation. He loved uh, Mary, that's why he didn't want to make a scene out of it. He wanted to be true from the relationship. He quietly decided that. And then he went to sleep. Probably after taking that decision, he could sleep. Anyway, the angel came to him in, in the dream, told him, do not fear to take Mary as your wife. And told him, that child is born by the Holy Spirit. Joseph woke up next day morning and he took a decision. His decision was to take Mary as his wife. We read over it very casually. But it was a very difficult decision that he had to take. Joseph knew for sure that he is not the father of that child. Probably people would have accused him, but he knew for sure it's not me, the father of this child. So he had a dilemma. Shall I believe what angel said or not? He decided to believe. Now when we say believe, we, those who are Christians, those who are born again Christians, we think that is very cheap. You believe and you have eternal life. It's true, you believe. By simple faith we receive the salvation. But belief was not that easy for Joseph. If he believes what angels said, then he had to obey. And this obedience is not cheap. It's very costly. For a man to marry a woman who's pregnant and he knows for sure that that child is not his. I don't know what do you think about it. It's a very costly decision. But when he took that decision, that is to marry Mary or to take her as his wife, he was telling one thing. This child, as the angel said, is born of the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, what is the other option? A child born in sin. Joseph had only these two options. Not like some people say today, you know, Jesus was a great guru, a moral teacher. Nothing of that sort for Joseph. He is either the son of God or someone should be discarded. A person who is the product of sin. Joseph took that decision. He decided to take Mary as his wife. It's very interesting that, you know, Today, Bahani was talking about the introduction in Colossians. You know, before the fight, then introduction and all that. But there is one more introduction that was given to Jesus before he came into this world. We read that introduction in Hebrews chapter 1 verse 6. God is making a proclamation. And that is, when I bring the firstborn into the world... Let all angels worship him. To the angels, 
He did not give a choice. No choice. It was a command by God. Let all angels worship him. No, I need not tell you about the power of angels. Right? One angel in one night. 1,85,000 people were dead. How many were there? How many angels were there? I don't know. Millions. But they all had to worship this child who was entering the world. Well, from this side of the world, when we look at the Christmas story, a poor carpenter family, some uneducated poor shepherds, we don't see glory, right? It's a very... Uh, it doesn't have any glamour or glory associated with it. But in heaven, God did not give a choice. Let all angels worship him. But when he was in this world, God did not say, let everyone worship him. No. It's your choice. Joseph, you can choose. Of course, we know what Joseph did. He chose. Then the same thing happened to Mary. This is more scary. A teenage girl probably was engaged and she is also having her dreams about her marriage. And an angel comes to her and tells her that you will become pregnant. Angels did not say that you are pregnant. You will become pregnant. She was shocked. She, was, she knew what are the consequences. She said, I am, no man has touched me. How can this be possible? And if I am pregnant, what's going to happen to me? My marriage plans are gone. All my plans for my future is gone. What is the family going to tell about me? What, what will the society talk about me? She knew all that. But what did she say? I'm your servant. Now, uh, it's good to have plans for our lives. We have plans. You know, the year end is going to end and the new year we have resolution. We mark our calendars. We have a lot of plans. But then sometimes God will intervene in your life. And he will ask you to change your plans. It's very difficult at that time to tell God, yes, I am your servant. I am willing to change I'm willing to change my plans. Mary did that. So these two people, you know, Mary, only after Mary gave her consent, she became pregnant. So both these people, God has given an option. You can choose to obey me. Throughout Jesus' life, you see that. Many people who rejected him. It's your choice. The choice is given to us. But let me also tell you, a day will come when we will not have a choice. That classic passage in Philippians chapter 2, of course he humbled himself, he became a slave, he died. But every knee in heaven, earth or under the earth, we have to bow down. That day there is no choice given. Okay? Now you have a choice. And those who use their will or those who choose to worship him, they are wise. Well, these people, they decided to obey God. 
and they were willing to pay the price both of them but then we don't see this angel after that you know when we read the narrative of luke well angel spoke to mary then we see the birth of jesus what happened in between of course mary went to elizabeth that story is also there but what has happened in between luke is silent i believe luke has spoken to mary because we read that mary treasured all these things in her heart so when mary was speaking to luke she is actually giving the highlights now years have passed all these stories have happened some years ago and now mary is looking back and she is giving the highlights what is standing out she is telling these things to luke and while she is doing that the angel appeared and told her that is there she went to elizabeth's house that is there then luke writes about the the political scenario and then the day when jesus was born we know that god this uh, made uh, mary and joseph to travel to nazareth the time of his birth now this decree was made by augustus caesar god made him do that so that this couple they are in galilee they will go to bethlehem now we know that those who are pregnant uh, if you cross seventh month you will not be able to fly you know flight tickets are not available for you because there's risk involved here is a woman probably she is on the last term of her pregnancy and she had to travel from galilee to nazareth humanly it is crazy to think like that why should she travel from there to gal uh, to nazareth uh, sorry to bethlehem there's no need but because of the it, the command of the king they had to if you really think of uh, these incidents the birth of the child is decided by god the time is decided by god the decree also though it is from the king it is from god <laughs> so all these things are done by god now think of joseph and mary think from their perspective both of them they said yes to god we are willing to obey but then why all this trouble is god forgotten us where is that angel who was speaking to us and all that he is not showing up they are actually in trouble they had to undertake this long difficult journey and they came to bethlehem bethlehem is their own place you know like you know some of the malayalis here they go back to kerala for christmas vacation right it was something like that because both of them their native place is bethlehem and they went to bethlehem and the surprising thing is none of their relatives open their home for them if i go to kottayam i i don't book a hotel room i go home and i'm sure that's true with you then people ask can you tell me a good hotel in kottayam i said no i have no idea i never been to a hotel i never stayed in a hotel in kottayam because there's no need but these people though they went back to bethlehem they had to look for a room in the inn which means the relatives did not open their doors for them 
it's also interesting that where this child was born is not written we only read that the baby was kept in a manger imagine a fully uh, a, a woman who is full term and she had to go through this situation it's really hard i heard of an incident it really happened when uh, emicherian many of you know him he went to madurai for uh, as an evangelist and uh, during his stay there his wife was pregnant and she was about to give birth to a child and emicherian did not have a pie in his pocket and uh, the pain started and she he wanted to take her to the hospital and he went out to call for a rickshaw and the rickshaw guy came and he said my wife is full term i have to take her to the hospital <laughs> so the rickshaw guy said i will come then uh, emicherian said but i don't have any money with me so emicherian said like this that rickshaw guy is not a christian he replied like this by saying nanu oru manushan thanaya i am also a human being i understand but what i don't understand is there wasn't a single woman in bethlehem who did not understand that that's really sad do you think mary felt really good about it she was both of them they would have felt really bad it is not their fault the only thing that they have done is that they both said yes to god many a times when we go through difficulties we do ask this question i obeyed god i was very keen to obey god then why did this happen to me that's one question the other question what sometimes we ask is yes bad things can happen to everyone but why did it happen to me now why did this degree came now they should have asked that question i understand this very well because i'm i'm sure some of you know that my son met with an accident the other day and he's in the hospital and when this accident happened i was traveling to kerala i was on the train this hap- accident happened some some sometime around 8:30 and uh, i came to know it around 11 o'clock in the night when i heard this news the first thing that came to my mind why did this happen when i am traveling that's what came to me many times we we do that you know we we face this situation and look at these people they were so discouraged but then god sends someone to them now the angel did not come to them the angel appeared to a bunch of shepherds in the middle of the night the shepherds came to them and the shepherds are telling them angels appear to us and the angels told us there's a baby born in bethlehem go and see them sometimes we think that god has forgotten us god doesn't know what i am going through where am i god doesn't know but 
let me use the modern term to the gia coordinates were given to the shepherds by god what does that mean oh god hasn't forgotten us god knows exactly where we are and he's telling that to the shepherds they came in the middle of the night they came and told them mary was really surprised mary couldn't forget that that's why we read this you know i treasure all these things in her heart how can i forget that when the the shepherds came and told her she understood they understood no god hasn't forgotten us he keeps us in his heart well i am not able to give explanation uh, for all that has happened in mary and joseph's life but uh, let me try to tell you few things that we can learn from this incident number 1 god has a purpose which is to fulfill his plans that this child should be born in bethlehem is god's plan i really don't know whether joseph and mary thought about it if you read uh, matthew's gospel which we read in the beginning matthew's writing to the, to the jews jewish people and the whole uh, uh, whole narrative of jesus birth in uh, matthew's gospel is to prove one thing that you say that jesus is from nazareth okay but our scripture says the messiah is from bethlehem matthew is answering that question he is jesus who was born in bethlehem he is known as a nazarene for a different reason he answers that question he is writing to the jews but luke is not writing to the jews who's he is writing to the gentiles like people like us this is our, our gospel who are not people of god and when he is writing this he is also helping us to understand that god is fulfilling his plan through difficult situations that he allows in our lives mary and joseph would have thought many times why we have to go to bethlehem at this time but later they realized it is the fulfillment of the word of god secondly he though when we go through difficult times he provides uh encouragement for us through different people not only that we are also a witness to others let me explain suppose a child is born in your home in the middle of the night someone comes and knocks at your door and say that i want to see the baby what will be your response i remember when uh, i had my children were small we were living in a house in kamnahalli the first thing we did is we removed the calling bell okay <laughs> you understand once you put a baby to sleep we don't want anyone to wake up wake that child very practical thing we did it <laughs> imagine these shepherds going to a home knocking at the door and asking we heard that a baby is born here i want to see the baby 
what will be the response who are you this is not the time to come and disturb us that will be the response and if you know about the shepherds no they were they were kind of gypsies they stay on the street or in the field and people don't take them seriously if they go and give a witness in a court no sorry we don't believe you they are not educated they the normal people they think they are dumb we can't listen to them but the angel appeared to them and said the good news for all the people right that's a the theme of luke universal gospel for all the people even for a shepherd a shepherd if he goes to a home he has to knock at the door but this baby is not inside a house where is he in a manger and if a shepherd goes to a manger he doesn't need to knock at the door that's where he belongs i can tell you so many examples but i can think of one three years two years ago three years ago what i was in in kuwait in a house we i went for a presentation of fever and i was staying there and i had a lot of free time and i was wondering what am i doing here wasting my time but in that house there was another person who was staying as a pg he's actually a, Beng- a person from bangladesh a us citizen he's working in the us base in kuwait he didn't want to stay in that us base so he 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 stayed in the, with this man his name was daniel so he works in the night and he comes back early morning and sleeps during the day and he wakes up in the afternoon the whole afternoon we both were together for two weeks then he introduced himself to me because i had no idea who he is he told me that he is a new christian he has uh, taken alpha course and through that he has become a christian then i realized probably my office things that i am doing my presentation which i was doing but i realized god has sent me to that place to meet with this person because i could speak hindi and i could speak english also and i have nothing else to do but to speak to him and for this two weeks he was asking me questions the first day and said second day third day i realized forget about fever's presentation god has brought me here to speak to this man and that's exactly what he said when i left god takes you to certain places so that you will be a witness to certain unique people you are a witness sometimes those places we won't enjoy but god wants you to be there so that you will be a witness even to the shepherds you know there is a good example in the old testament you all know the story of ruth and naomi right who told ruth about her god how did ruth come to know about god 
a widow. She lost her husband. Two sons. They were young. They died. So the life has given only tears to this woman. Naomi. And Ruth has seen her life. And what is the testimony of Ruth? Your God? My God. What good this God has done to Naomi? Nothing. But Ruth understood one thing. If there is a God, that is Naomi's God. When we go through difficult situations, don't forget this. The world is watching us. They want to know how are you going to take difficult situations in your life. I know a person, his name is Satyashilan. He's an evangelist. He was a Hindu. And this is his testimony. He told us. In my street, one Christian family came and they started living there. They built a house and staying there. And every day I heard them singing. I was curious. I thought, okay, they are happy. That's why they are singing. But one day, some of them fell sick in that house. And some people came to pray. And I heard them singing. Wow, that's interesting. He never met a Christian family before. Then he said there was some function. And for that also they are singing. And after some time, one person died in that family. And I heard them singing again. Satyashilin became very curious. How can they do this? And that's why he's a Christian. Well, God allows us to be in Bethlehem in the most difficult situation. But he has a purpose that somebody is going to come there to see Christ. They cannot see him nowhere else. So he is making us a witness to others. Thirdly, he not only helps, uh, allows us to go through difficult situations, he also provides for us. The greatest pro, uh, provision here is the encouragement. They came from a faraway place. All their relatives said no. But some unknown people, they came to this manger to see the child. And they said, the angels have told us that really encouraged Joseph and Mary. After probably 30 days, they went to the temple. I really don't know whether Mary has been to the temple before. Probably for the first time. And remember, it's the temple built by Herod, the magnificent temple. And every Jew is proud of it. And those who are coming from Galilee, they look down upon them. They are uneducated. They don't know the systems of Jerusalem, the city. And this poor family, they can't afford a lamb. So with two birds, they went to the temple. Suddenly, one elderly man walks in, takes the baby, and says, what? This is the salvation of God. He didn't say that this is the sea he's going to save us. This is the salvation of God. This is the plan of God. Again, we read that Mary treasured that in her heart. Another woman, Anna, she came and she told everyone, see the salvation. God provided encouragement from very unexpected places. 
Now let's quickly refer to one passage, uh, one, one incident in Matthew's gospel. There we read of the wise men coming. They came to worship uh, Jesus and uh, they are coming from a foreign country. Those who are traveling to foreign country, they should have foreign exchange, right? Yeah. So they came from east. Did they bring money? No, they didn't. They brought gold, frankincense, and gold price we may know, but the other two things, I think they were expensive. That's why it's written there, those days. They came and uh, worshipped and went back because Herod uh, was trying to kill the child. The angel said, you take another route. But the angel came and told these people, you go to Egypt. Again, if you're going abroad, what do you need? Foreign exchange. The money in Palestine may not help in Egypt. So what did God do? He provided gold, frankincense, and myrrh. He provided. He provided. Sometimes, he will ask you to go, and then he provides. That's what happened at the birth of Jesus. You know, Every step, God provided for them. When they said yes, you know, immediately Mary had to go from Galilee to Elizabeth's house. That means, all the gossips and all the bad-mouthing, God saved her. Right? It's, it's a very big thing for a girl of that age. God saved her. And the birth happened in Bethlehem, so even the bad-mouthing about uh, Joseph, he did not stay there immediately. So God saved them. God provided while they were obeying. Now, they haven't done anything. Even before they went to Egypt, God provides them. This is how God provides. Sometimes, he will provide as we go. Some, some other times, he provides first. And we'll be wondering, why did it, he did this to me? Then we realize, yeah, something is coming. So he provides for us. Now the story of Joseph and Mary, they were real people like us. God chose them, but they decided to obey God. Now, you should never think that if you decide to obey God, the life will be smooth. And that's, that's very wrong to say that. But let me tell you, if you obey God, life will be exciting. It's challenging. It's a happening life. Okay? A lot of things happen. And you, you are excited to see God's hand so real in your life. For others, for the world, it's called coincidence. But for us, it's God's provision in every step of our life. As we are getting into the new year, we plan ahead, right? And we would like to have a blueprint of our lives. What's going to happen from six months from now? What will happen after two years? We would like to know that. Now, the Lord is not promising us that. No. But what he promises us is light for the next step. He provides that. 
and that's enough. That's more than enough if the Lord is with us. Shall we pray? Eternal God, our Heavenly Father, you deserve worship because you are God. Even though you haven't done anything specially for us, we have to bow down before you. But as we've been meditating today, that you have done great things for us, you have sent your son into this world to reconcile your enemies to yourself. It's very difficult for us to understand that you let your son to die for wicked sinners like us. And we, our own hands, have done it. We have crucified him. And we benefited from that death. It's mystery for us that you allowed such a thing to happen. You have saved us and changed our status of being enemies of God to dear children of God. We belong to your family. We belong to you. And you own us. Thank you, Lord, for this great privilege. Thank you, Lord, for opening our hearts to accept Jesus Christ as our Savior and Lord. Lord, we are also thankful for the ministry of your Spirit in us who leads us and guides us. In this world as we live, we are faced with a lot of difficult situations. Many times we doubted whether you are you're with us, you're, you remember us, but then we are also reminded of innumerable occasions where you encouraged us, proved to us that you are more than real in our lives. Lord, we want to thank you for those opportunities in our lives. Lord, we pray that we'll use these opportunities to realize that you have a plan for us. Also help us to use these opportunities as a witness to others and to proclaim that you are a good God to those who do not know you. We thank you for helping us to worship you and to listen to your word. We also pray that as we live in this world for the coming, uh, coming week, in the coming week, that you will provide for our needs and help us to understand your leading. We pray this and ask in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.